0: Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek.
1: You are listening to the Temple of Geek Podcast, where our New Year's resolution is 1080p. I'm your host, Daniel, and on today's episode, we are discussing 2015, our likes, our dislikes, everything about the year. So joining me from the Temple of Geek are Marcus, Katie, and Stacy. Welcome all. Hello. Hello. Hey. Guys, today is the end of the year. This is our final episode of 2015. I just wanted to kind of just talk to you guys about 2015, talk to you all about the year. I mean, we've had a lot of ups. We had a lot of downs. Um, a lot of big movies came out. A lot of big events happened this year. So I just wanted to just kind of just throw it all out there as our final episode of the year. and kind of go from there. Cool. Uh, let's just start with the big thing first. Uh, one of the big, big things just happened just 12 days ago, 13 days ago, Star Wars.
2: Oh, yeah, that.
1: <laughs> that. That 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 tiny movie. Forgot about that movie already. Oh, I forgot. Star Wars, man. Was it worth the hype?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Stacy, your thoughts on Star Wars. Was it worth the hype?
0: Absolutely. You know, honestly, having... Uh, having gotten to, i got to see return of the jedi in the theater and that was the only one i'm i was only old enough to see that one
1: that was my my, my memories too so.
0: yeah i got to see it in the theater and uh the rancor actually ran me out i was too scared of the rancor so i actually left the theater <laughs> mid movie but um i thought that it was most of the reviews have said the same thing that i thought going into it that it was or after i left was that it was a it encapsulated what was what, what makes Star Wars Star Wars uh, which I think got lost in the prequels uh it's it had the charm it had it, it, it had enough nostalgia I don't think that it went too far into like the Star Trek territory where it was only fan service I think it laid the groundwork for uh you know a, an incredible future story so yeah I thought it was everything i I thought it was it actually held some secrets and and uh, it was everything I thought it could be
1: yeah, I was, that was one thing I was super impressed with with this movie. Was you know we did all this speculation and everything, and you know I can honestly say going to go see this movie, no matter what we read on the internet and the, the so-called leaks that supposedly came out, I was utterly surprised about the story of the film. They did a really good job keeping the story under wraps.
0: Marcus, what'd you think? <laughs>
1: um, He's only seen it three times. So, yeah, I mean he hasn't seen it enough to base an based opinion on it yet.
3: So it only came out, yeah, it came out twelve days ago, and I've seen it three times. <laughs> uh it's it, what's really funny is that um, when the movie was coming out, I was like, you know what, I probably won't even see it till like maybe January or something. And I'll smack when <laughs> <laughs> all like the hype is down and stuff. Because I mean, like I like Star Wars, but I'm not like crazy about it, you know. So, uh, so yeah, that, that that was the approach I was going to take. I was like, you know, what? I, uh, and then. Like I read review after review after review after review about all the money it's making and then all the, I mean all this other stuff and um and I was like you know what I, let, let let's just watch the movie and uh, and then Daniel didn't go the first time I went
1: <coughs> haven't got any of the times you went yet
3: oh, yeah that's true <laughs> but uh anyway so yeah it the first time I saw the movie it. it um, it, it was one of the few movies where I I kept stopping at, like, several points in the movie, and I was like, okay, I hope this movie is not about to end soon.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need more movie. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, and so. we haven't had a movie like that in a long time where it's just like, you know, uh, granted the Marvel movies are kind of like that for me, but this movie really was, I don't want it to end. Yes. I want this to be forever.
3: Not since, like, uh, one of the, I think... Uh, the second Batman Christopher Nolan film. I think that was that way for me. The Dark
1: Knight? Yeah. yeah.
2: Katie, what about you? Um, I've seen it twice and I have the same exact reaction for certain parts that I knew were coming but I still, like, freaked out.
3: You still jumped whenever the the fighter exploded under the sand?
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally. I've
3: seen so many people jump at that part.
2: <laughs> Even though, like, I knew it was coming. So, no, I thought it was really good. It was totally worth the hype, and they um, kept everything under wraps for so long that, like, I had no idea what was coming. I mean, I don't, I just watched the movies, so I didn't read any of the books or see any of the other stuff, so I had no idea. I mean, some people had their speculations, but I'm glad I was wrong about Luke, though. That makes me happy.
0: I think we were all wrong about Luke.
1: Everything yeah. I thought of was wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the only thing, well, and that's something I guess we could go around and talk about real quick is what did you think was going to happen and did you get anything right? And I think the only thing that I thought of that I think was right out of the speculation and all all of the things was uh, the thing was about spoiler alert. Han. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I,
1: I think so. That was the one thing. Everybody got that part right. But, yeah. you know, whose kid was who? No one really no. figured out.
0: How many people thought Chewbacca was the one that died? And you know what? Let's just say this. Well, who who was the highlight of this film? I mean, honestly, if you, if you go through it and you look at who stole the movie, you know, what character was it that... Kind of stole the movie because uh, I said R2 back in, you know, it was looked at maybe in the past as being the comic relief or maybe having stolen the movie in terms of being the character that you remember when you leave. And in this movie, you know, BB 8 was great, but. Chewbacca, to me, was probably as big of a, a character that kind of, to me, stole the movie had more character than he's ever had in any other previous
1: movie, Yeah, like, at the end, you know, he grabs his bowcaster, and he just starts going to town, and he's like, you sons of bitches, and he starts shooting all those stormtroopers. I'm just like, that is freaking Chewbacca. That is freaking awesome.
3: You know, <laughs> when I went to see Star Wars again on Tuesday, that was right after the uh, the 24-hour marathon. Uh-huh. And every single time that somebody was killed with that bowcaster, I was like, freaking bowcaster. <laughs> I said that like nine times in the movie, I was like,
1: freaking bowcaster.
2: <laughs> I just like, and then all the time that Han and Chewie have been together, has he never actually shot Chewie's gun before?
1: Apparently not.
2: Because when he used it, he was like, oh, I like this. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they, they played up on that joke. It was pretty funny. Oh. <sighs>
2: I will say that my favorite my favorite part of the entire movie was when uh, Finn was like, "We'll just use the Force," and Han looks at me he was like the Force doesn't work like that. <laughs> <It> <laughs> and even like Chewie that. was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> oh, you're cold. I love that entire part right there. It was so funny.
1: But well, I think we can all agree that Star Wars was probably one of the biggest events and of the year. And I'm, I'm glad it ended the year because it just made this whole year of waiting worth it.
3: Even Avengers.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> so much better than Avengers Age of Ultron. So let's, let's go ahead and transition to that. Avengers Age of Ultron, um, that's another big film that came out this year. We got some really awesome trailers for that movie, um, really creepy trailers with the Pinocchio music this year and things like that. When we went to go see that movie, was that one worth all the hype?
2: I honestly didn't like that movie all that much. I didn't like it as much as the other Marvel movies. Probably my like least favorite one of all of them. So,
1: Marcus, what about you?
3: Uh, I I really liked the movie, but I didn't like it more or less than the first Avengers movie, and I expected it to be better
1: because it's a sequel. So, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp as you. I mean, it was it's about the same as the first Avengers movie. There the, the it seems like I'm getting a better better enjoyment out of the, the more recent solo films than I am the the team up movies. Yeah. Stacy, what are your thoughts on Avengers?
0: It's in my top five favorites of Marvel products. It is. It was not the best of the Avenger movies, but not because it wasn't a great movie, not because it didn't have good characters or that it wasn't well done or had a good script. I think I'm spoiled, maybe. Maybe that's that my only excuse that I can really say. I, th- I feel like in itself... When this movie, when Star Wars was over, I felt complete, like I was done with the movie. Like, the movie was done, and I was okay, I could go home. And even though I knew there was another movie, I was okay with leaving the theater, not necessarily feeling like I was wanting necessarily. I don't know if that makes sense. At the end of, I felt like you're watching, you're getting like the middle piece of a cake. You've got all the rest of the cake. You don't have the beginning, you don't have the end. You've just got this two-hour middle piece of the cake is uh-huh. what you got. And that's how I felt about uh, Avengers, is that you've got the middle piece of something, and it was good. And I lo- I loved Ultron. Ultron's up there with one of my favorite baddies in terms of just in, in the comics. But I thought that James Spader killed it and in terms of the voice. But, you know, I mean, I just felt like it, it didn't, it wasn't like a movie. It didn't, it, it's, I think a good example is if you look at, um, I think Civil War will be this way when you look at the Captain America movies. in fact, all the Captain America movies a lot of characters are in those movies, yet they seem like they can exist on their own when that movie is done, it can exist on its own if If Age of Ultron felt like it could exist on its own, I think it would be higher up on the list, totally enjoyable, worth multiple viewings, but you know it still wasn 't the it 's not the best of the Marvel properties great movie, but that, that's my thoughts.
1: Well, for me, the highlight this year was Marvel's Ant-Man.
0: Um, oh, yes. Yeah.
1: So if we were going to talk about best Marvel movie of the year, for me, it was Marvel's Ant-Man. That was, you know, I, I had no doubt that Marvel was going to pull out a very good movie with, with Ant-Man, but when I went to go see it, it, very, it surprised me. I mean, it was like, this is one of my top three favorite films. It Paul's, was on wishes. Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd did an amazing job as Ant-Man. Um, I, I thought it was just going to be, you know, it, it was a comedy. I mean, don't get me wrong, it had its comedic moments, um, but I didn't think it was a Paul Rudd comedy movie, you know. and that's what I was scared that it was going to be, like this raunchy comedy. Um, But it turned out being a really good Marvel film.
0: Well, do you all remember when they were coming out with the final, uh, I mean, not the Final Fantasy, (laughs) Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four movie, and right before they came out with Fantastic Four, they said, this is going to be a comedy. Do you all remember that? I I don't even
1: remember them coming out with a Fantastic Four movie. They came out with a Fantastic Four
0: movie? exactly. Because I yeah. haven't seen one this year. I <laughs> yeah, haven't seen a good one yet. Um, well, when they originally were coming out with the Fantastic Four, the, uh, the producer, um, Avi Arad, kept saying how this is going to be a departure from our Marvel movies, the, the Spider-Mans and, and everything else, and, and, and X-Men, and it's going to be a comedy. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? Is that even, I mean, that, that, that you've, you sound like you've already ruined a, a comic book movie. Uh-huh. By saying a, m- a movie like that's going to be a comedy, um, and uh, you know, obviously, so they they didn't do as well.
1: Well,
3: so build on that. I think that uh, th- this does kind of go back to the, uh, oh, gosh, what's it called? Uh, actuality. Do you remember that? Actuality. <laughs> right. Half act or part action, part hilarity. And it comes together, and remember, I I, I I don't I don't remember what episode it was, and I don't remember when we recorded it. But I was like, the movies need action, and they need hilarity, and you put them together, and then that's what makes uh, a movie that everybody really wants to see. And and that was what I was pointing out with um with Iron Man and the way Tony Stark's personality is, and that's the way the reason why he he was so successful as Marvel's first hero. Yeah, and
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, ant Man was great. Um, and yeah, I do remember actuality. You you said you were going to coin that term, but you've only used it once or twice. Yeah, well,
3: I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't just pass it around like a bag of Oreos. You know, you can only you can only give it to certain things.
1: Well, let's let's switch gears just a little bit and talk a little bit about TV side of things. Uh, Marvel had not one but two amazing Netflix shows that came out this year:
3: yes. Daredevil
1: and Jessica Jones.
3: Yes. Daredevil came to out. To me, they had one amazing Netflix show come out.
1: Okay, so Marcus, you're done with this episode. We'll talk to you later. Um, <laughs> so we had uh, Jessica Jones and we had Marvel's Daredevil. Daredevil came out. It was the first first one of the Netflix series. It came out and it it just it, it just hit the ball and just kept running with it throughout the entire series. I binge watched the crap out of it because I could not stop watching that series second episode towards the end of the episode that that freaking one take fight scene oh
0: yeah
1: amazing so that is still my favorite fight scene of like
0: which you Oh, you're talking about yeah 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 the second where he's, he's in, in the, the hallway, hallway. Yeah. yeah i for some reason i got it mixed up with jessica jones it's like there was no one take fight scene in jessica jones but okay
1: just um, I'm with you. oh my goodness it's just like that one take fight scene just it it it, it Made me just addicted to the series. I was like, what you know
0: what? Was else so, are they going to do? What's so cool about that? What was so cool about that is they didn't have to film every punch for it to be awesome. You know, he's it just showed you could tell what was going on in one room. He comes back. It was just great. Yeah, it was. It was definitely epic for sure.
3: And, and it looked so real. To, and what really made it look real to me was is, is like he would take you know he would take a moment to lean against the wall and breathe heavy for a little bit and then get back into it. I just, that that's what really put it together for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Made it real grounded it.
1: Yeah. But, well, we had daredevil. So, you know, we had to wait, what was it? Probably about four, four long months. And then we got Jessica Jones and I was kind of unsure about Jessica Jones because I was like, the comic book was pretty dark. How are they going to pull this off? And I was impressed. They did a really good job with Jessica Jones. Um, Jessica Jones is <laughs> going to be up there with one of my favorite Marvel series. I mean, I know there's only two on Netflix, but Jessica Jones is almost I – mean, I mean, it's probably just as good as Daredevil to me. I mean, it was a completely different style of film, different completely style of superhero, but the story was just so captivating that it just it made me want to just watch it and watch it and get to the end. And then when I was done I mean, with it, I was like, I want more. Is
0: she a superhero? If you wanted to find one, is she a superhero?
2: She's
1: more of a type of like one of those antiheroes, I guess you'd call.
2: She's
0: her. a straight up asshole.
2: <laughs> she's probably the most realistic one, though. Like, if I you would had agree. to think about it, yeah. like her attitude and the way she approached things, like it was probably the most realistic superhero. If there was one in this world, it would be her.
0: I would. I would absolutely agree. Just kind of doesn't really care about anybody else, but she does. That's yeah. the thing. It's like it's hard. It's hard to see. She, you, you have. It's, it was difficult for me because when I was writing the reviews, one of the things that I kept coming up with is, or, or, or kind of running into, was that she's, she appears to be so selfish. Yeah. That she, she's like, oh, I'm trying to save you, but really, I'm trying to save me the hassle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and maybe that's kind of the truth. It's like, please stay out of my way, so I don't have to save you later. You know. And, and it, I don't know. It was she was incredibly compelling. It was. It, it is definitely. I, I can't say that it was better than Daredevil because it's different. But it is. Yeah.
2: I like it's, that. It's, yeah. I like that. Um, even though she seems very selfish, I mean, she still would do anything to save to save Trish. And at the same yes. time, like she was fighting not only to save herself, but at the same time, she really wanted to like save the world from. Kilgrave because of just how awful of a person that he was and the way she reacted when she found out that Hope uh, that that was who had Hope and everything that happened with her like she was so determined to clear her name to make the world know that Kilgrave existed that she was willing to go to I mean she lived in a house with him for only I mean it was a short amount of time but she was willing to do that just to save to save hope and also to have the opportunity to get rid of somebody as awful and as like, he was the perfect villain. Like he was so terrible. I mean, I love David Tennant dearly, but he scared the crap out of me.
0: Yeah. He He was terrible. He was amazing.
2: Zero redeeming qualities with that guy. Like just when you think that, like there was those moments where you thought maybe, maybe, Just maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe there is something about him that I can, you know, I feel bad for him. Nope. And then the very next second, they just rip that away. Like, he does something really awful right after that. And you're like, well, I was wrong. Cut cut your ear off. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, we could definitely sit here and gush all night about Marvel. But let's go ahead and switch over to the DC side of things. DC really didn't have any movies come out this year.
0: (laughs) But they had a big trailer. They had
1: a, big a, trailer. they had a really, really big... I had two trailers, actually.
2: Two
1: trailers, yeah. Um, Batman vs. Superman. The trailers are starting to reveal more and more about the movie. Um, I know we're not there yet. The movie comes out in three months. Are the trailers getting you hyped for next year?
2: Yes. Um, it, it's better than um, I thought, because, I mean, it was sort of that movie that they were making, and then you sort of forgot that it was, was going to happen, and <laughs> then they would mention something about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that movie's coming out. But it was just so far off into the distance that when they first started talking about it. So it was like, oh, yeah, there's this Batman Superman movie coming out with people in it that I like. Oh, so, yeah.
1: What about you, Stacey? sounds like you're trying to say something.
0: <laughs> no, I was just, yeah, probably, if y'all can hear me. Um, I was agreeing with Katie. It's like you, you didn't even know the movie was coming out or if it was, and then it might because you heard news about it. And then you see the trailer, and, and, uh, you know, I was initially actually very impressed with the trailer.
2: Mm
1: hmm. Marcus, does is, is, is that trailer get you hyped for the movie?
0: Um, the
3: second one was better than the first. Uh, I c- I've seen the trailer a few times now, because they play that trailer before Star Wars. <laughs> 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 I've only gotten to see Star Wars three times. Um, and, I don't know, it's, <sighs> It seems all right, but there's there. I saw some other trailers that for movies that I'm more excited about than that one,
0: like, even in like, the DC world.
3: Yeah, um, but I mean, I mean, what I was going to bring up was the uh, the Warcraft trailer. I I think that one's better.
0: Oh, yes. Oh
1: yes. <laughs> so so the Warcraft trailer is basically getting you guys excited for the
2: movie.
0: For me, it, well, and I've said this. I wrote about this. This is this is the movie. That I think is going to be a more of a surprise hit next year than any of the other ones, because there are, even though so many people have played this game, there are more people that know who Batman is, mm-hmm. and and this is going to go in a completely different artistic style. This is going in a different direction in terms of orcs and elves and dwarves. If you're a fan of the game and you've played anything related to Blizzard. Um, there are going to be Easter eggs in here that are actually practical. It's not just going to be somebody grabbing like Luke's remote, like he did in, in uh, Star Wars. They grab awesome. the remote and throw it. You know, uh, you're going to see they actually. And I think I said this on one of the other podcasts. They have the Lion's Pride Inn, which has actually been recreated from World of Warcraft. Wow, you, you're going to walk into the Lions Pride Inn, and you're going to see the bar that you would walk up to, and the upstairs, and they're going to make it a little bit bigger. But it's called Lions Pride Inn. It's in Stormwind. It is, and and huh. you're gonna you're gonna get to see things that are going to be Easter eggs, but they're very, very practical, and it's a living, breathing world. Uh, and and for somebody like me who's played this game for much longer than I'd like to admit. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, two thousand. I played it in November two thousand four. So I played it since Vanilla, like the, a month and a half or a month after it came out. I started playing, and so I've seen all the changes, and I've and I've heard about this movie for a long time. Probably the movie I'm looking forward to the most, and I think it's going to make the, the biggest splash for sure. Very impressive.
1: Well, there was another studio that came out with two other trailers this year. Um, Fox. They released a trailer for X Men Apocalypse. And boo, and do uh, Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool,
0: <laughs> yes. Dead.
1: So, how can a movie studio that has owns the franchise to to basically one of Marvel's most popular <laughs> characters sure. screw up a movie so bad as X Men Apocalypse?
2: <laughs> uh, it looks so bad.
1: It does. The I trailer just... does not have me excited at all. Um, no, uh, I'm not looking forward to that movie.
0: I could care less if that world gets destroyed. (laughs) Please take it over. I hope Apocalypse
1: wins. (laughs) (laughs) But on the other side of that coin,
2: Deadpool. Deadpool. Holy crap. How does the studio get
1: one wrong, but one completely right?
2: Uh, Because it's Deadpool, and it's Ryan Reynolds. Because it's (coughs) actuality. (laughs)
1: Actuality.
0: And
2: it's going to be the first superhero movie that's rated R.
0: And I think that they're having to put so little money into it, you know, comparatively, mm-hmm. that they're like, you know, well, you know, one of these is going to offset the other or something. I don't know what they're – they're they're obviously thinking this one's going to make – they're hoping it makes money because they're not putting any money into it. They're like, just, you know, they gave them a little bit of money for two or three scenes, and and – it couldn't be more perfect. Like, I haven't seen a recreation of a comic movie. I don't think that's any. She's wearing the New Mutants uniform. Have you, did you see the, that picture of, uh oh, uh, oh what's her name? Uh, Megasonic TV.
1: Oh, Megasonic. No. Uh,
0: yeah, Warhead. She's wearing the New Mutants uniform, the gold and blue. It's got the X on the sleeve. He even walks up to Colossus, who, said, by oh, the way, looks for the like Lord, he looks like Colossus. He has a Russian accent, like he's supposed to. Yeah, His name is Peter Rasputin. And Deadpool speaks.
1: He says in that trailer, he's like, "I'm tired of your X Men bullcrap or whatever."
0: Yeah, he said, "I'm tired of your X Men bullcrap." It's
2: just fantastic. It's gonna yeah. be amazing. I I know it.
0: I'll see that multiple
2: times too, for
1: sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan, and I'm glad he got that movie. Um, it's it, it's gonna be awesome. It looks yeah, awesome. Sorry. I'm it was n-
3: hilarious in Blade.
1: <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Fox having Marvel properties, but that that movie looks amazing.
0: He was the best part of Blade Three for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's quickly move over to some gaming of 2015. Um, big titles this year. Y'all were excited about. Um, go.
0: Um, Bloodborne. I can I can name three off the top of my head that I was really excited about. Bloodborne. Uh, I was excited about Arkham. Uh, Arkham Knight, which blew. By the time I was done with it, Arkham Knight I was disappointed in. Uh, but uh, Bloodborne I was very impressed with and I love. I, 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 but it is also the hardest game I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually ashamed to admit exactly where I am in that game still to this day. So, um, so there's... That's that's two of mine, and then the other one that I'm well, there there are others that I'm that I've been having fun with, but I just got Fallout Four, and uh, that may be what I'm doing for the rest of next year. So,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Marcus, what, what were your big hits for for gaming this year?
3: Um, let me see. <laughs> what turned out to be a lot better even than what I expected was, uh, even though it's really terrible, is Battlefront. Um, and we were talking about it during the 24-hour gaming marathon. where We were like, this game is so terrible, but I can't help but play it.
0: <laughs> it's not bad. It's just thin. Yeah, it's, it's... There's just not much to it.
1: It's really thin. And, you know, we kept making those comments while we were playing it. But the sad thing was, we couldn't put it down. Yeah. I was in the Star Wars universe killing things. Well, yes. mostly getting killed. But... <sighs> Yeah, watched Star Wars universe yeah i will I will admit that game was probably one of the, my biggest hypes games this year that I was like really anticip- you know really looking forward to, and yeah. it was also the one that I was most let down by because it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. It's a great game, it looks beautiful, but it's just not what I thought it was going to be yeah um they yeah. had an opportunity to make us happy with these expansion packs, but I highly doubt they will
0: I won't buy any of them. <sighs>
1: What about what were some of the other ones Marcus?
3: Um, uh, actually believe it or not, rock band four um, i, I <laughs> I've put a lot of time into rock band four um, yeah, you did and jeez I mean, actually what's really funny too is every time I turn the game on, you know I turn on that controller and the controllers are wireless on rock band four, or at least the one that they give you, and I still have not changed the batteries on that con- on that guitar.
1: He he also dedicates a portion of his paycheck each month.
3: Yeah, I, I dedicate twenty five dollars of my paycheck of each paycheck uh, to buy more songs. So that's
0: awesome. that that kind of sucks that you have to do that, but
3: but yeah, it, I, that's the worst part about the game is that I don't really like the music that it, that comes on it, uh, which is why I'm spending so much money on the game. But
0: well, I, I do have two others, and I'd like to hear Daniel's. Um, games. Uh, I I know I listed one that that was bad, and that was the Batman game, and I'm a huge Batman fan, and I was...
3: I was definitely let down by that, too. I was let down,
0: but uh, The Witcher, that's one that I'm still playing. Witcher 3, I'm still playing. That's one I wanted to mention. I think it deserves uh, to to be mentioned. It is definitely not a kid's game, but it it, it was... (laughs) It's it's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, one game of the year.
0: Yeah, well, it it deserves it. It really does. It's a deep game. It's, I mean, it, I would say it's It's almost every bit as deep as Fallout and in just a different way. And uh, so lots of time invested in that game. And then a game that's an independent title. It's a PC title. And I, I just actually got it and started playing it because of everything that I'd heard. Uh, but Undertale. Have you all played Undertale? I
1: watched the trailer to that, and I was actually tempted to picking that up on Steam, but I have not yet.
0: I bought it, and I started playing it, and it is... Incredibly charming. It uh, in terms of replayability, in terms of just being, I haven't been this involved in a story, especially in something that's basically eight-bit graphics, since you know since the Nintendo, and and probably haven't been this engrossed in a story in a long time because that's all that a, that a game like this has.
1: The story, it's,
0: its story. So. You've got eight-bit graphics. You, it's it's text-based information, and so you're having to read everything and and interpret it, it. And I haven't played through the entire thing yet, but you know, based on reviews and based on how much I've played so far, it uh, it's very intuitive. It reacts to your decisions, and so it changes. Your decision will change the end of the game, and then there there actually are consequences for uh, your your decisions to be either. Violent or to allow because you, you can allow the, the monsters that you encounter to uh, escape uh, based on what you you know what you decipher from the from the the, the monster. so it's a very very intelligent game it's very interesting it's got a lot of twists some of the things and it makes some of the decisions make sense unlike Mass Effect where some of the decisions end up not making sense. This actually seems to make sense, so that's one that I would also recommend. It's, it's definitely a surprise hit for me.
1: Well, the three titles that I was really looking forward to this year were Battlefront, Arkham, um, Arkham City, or Knight, which one was it? Knight. Arkham Knight. Knight. And, uh, and Super Mario Maker. And yeah. of the of the three, Super Mario Maker was the only one that did not let me down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Nintendo.
1: That game uh delivered exactly what it promised. <laughs> So, and I didn't have to spend hundred and twenty dollars to get a complete game <laughs> yeah it's true, so yeah that that that's that's my gaming in, in a quick nutshell. well, guys, I want to go ahead and start going ahead and getting this episode closed out briefly. I just want to hear what's one major thing everybody's looking forward to in twenty sixteen. Let's start with Marcus uh marrying Daisy Ridley all right, well, we're gonna put that on our checklist.
0: Good <laughs> luck congratulations. <laughs> katie what
1: about you what's what's one thing you're looking forward to in 2016
2: um probably captain america civil war uh
1: that's that's probably pretty close for one of my top things for 2016
3: i got excited all three times i saw the trailer before star wars
2: (laughs) yeah i'm i'm really 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 excited about it
1: stacy what about you what's a big thing that you're excited about in 2016
0: I, I'd say if I could just put it all out there that way, uh, Warcraft. I'm um, heavily invested into that movie. Over-expectating at this point.
1: <laughs> I I can all I can say is I hope it's as good as you're you're hoping it is. <laughs>
0: I do too. I really do too. <laughs> I'll be there opening night, so we'll see.
1: the The big thing for 2016 that I'm actually looking forward to is actually uh, Star Wars: Rogue One. Um, after I seen uh, Episode Seven, I, I want more Star Wars, and I'm glad that we're going to get it. So. Props to Kathleen Kennedy and Disney for uh, giving me what I want
0: every year now. (laughs) So you're good. Just know, all of us, none of us will get to see the last Star Wars movie. We will be dead.
1: I I doubt it. I'm sure they're going to eventually start petering them off after four or five of them.
0: We won't care at that point. No way. There's no way. We'll be we'll be well into the time when we don't care before they're done with those movies. Let's hope so. Let's hope so.
1: All I can tell you is that Disney is going to make back their investment. This year, just off of The Force Awakens alone.
2: (laughs) They already made over a billion dollars in 12 days. I know, isn't it amazing? (laughs) And they're not
0: even talking about the the Darth Vader lipstick that they've sold. So,
2: (laughs) (laughs) you
0: know, they've sold so much merchandise that they've made it three, four-fold.
1: Well, guys, I want to thank you all for an awesome year at the Temple of Geek podcast. Looking forward to next year. We're gonna we're gonna kill it. We're gonna we're gonna come back with some some amazing things. We are actually going to be taking the month of January off, so don't look for any new episodes for the month of January. We got some retweaking of some things that we're going to do. I'm just kind of take a break for a little bit from the podcasting, but we'll be back at you in February. So, from all of us here at the Temple of Geek, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me on this week's discussion. Stay tuned to the Temple of for the next all new episode. And as always, thanks for listening
0: holidays. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the Temple of Geek dot com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.